Welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Season 2, Episode 11, Excelsius Day. We're live. We are doing a live fire exercise. <laughs> For the old X-Files, Excelsius, Excelsius, I want to say Celsius, even though that's not how it's spelled, Excelsius, is it? In Excelsius Deo. <laughs> I just I want to say, I, I just want to say Excelsius class Ex- starship. Excelsior? <laughs> Excelsior class. Yeah. Well, that's not what it is. Um. The Excelsior class ship, by the way, Josh, is captained by a Japanese man, an Asian, as it were. I can tell you right now, at Excelsis Day, we keep our Asians in the basement. <laughs> they belong. <laughs> Wherever they with, belong. With the mildew and the mushrooms. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we, we keep them in the dock and we feed them shit, I think is <laughs> the way it's said in, in Departed. But um, yeah. we've got an episode for you. They, they say, and you know what they say in this episode? That tall white lady, that big tall blonde bird with the blue eyes, kind of looks like oh. a bird lady. Yeah. She says they get top care at this place. This place is a dump. It's managed terribly. The employees are awful. The orderlies tell the nurses what to do. The lady gets the shit kicked out of her and can't, can't, even, can't even get a day off. Like she, <laughs> like she punches herself in the eyeball to get a day <laughs> off. And they just throw Gung, the nondescript Asian country, which nobody knows where he's from until he says... Malaysia, by the way. Oh, here from uh, Asia. He's like, oh, my grandfather's secret. And then um, and then that's it. This is where they go. This is where they go, where they are, like, just brutal to these people. This place is horrible. The yeah. Lighting, the lighting's a joke. I, would you be okay with your grandparent being here? No. No. <laughs> and that's, like, there is a weird, there's a weird subplot that, isn't even really made a thing which is about this place getting run down but i i couldn't really piece it together it, you know they talk about there's a there is a portion when they're talking to that that blonde sea word there mrs charters i believe yeah yeah where she talks about how this place used to be top of line and things happened and mm. whatever and then later at the end of the episode they talk about some reforms that they were making or whatever but I couldn't really piece together like, so what happened? Why did it become run down? Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's, is it government run? So, and cause that was the whole thing. The, the, the nurse is suing the federal government. The only way that's possible is if this facility is overseen by the federal government. Right. But getting ahead of ourselves cause there's plenty other things that, yeah, there's plenty to lead up to that. But I just wanted to say that Excelsis day where they say, your grandparents will be cared for is not true because there will be there will be spectral rips. <laughs> the Asians will be placed tucked away neatly in the basement with a fungus. And um the floppy haired boy, those nineties haircuts orderly guys are awful too. They took all the date rapists from all the eighties movies from high school and they, they made them orderlies at this <laughs> mental Health facility. They pay them five fifty an hour, so you know yeah. that your loved one is getting the care they deserve. Yeah, they took all the football players that got killed in Heather's, and they made them orderlies <laughs> here. 
I love like my dead things. gay son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucking movie rules. Uh, yeah. They should uh-huh. just they should just have Slater at the front there just to say, <laughs> looks like they got an open door policy for assholes. <laughs> It'd be perfect. But no, no, we don't get that. We get something different. All right, yeah. so let me give my opening impressions. Um, I was watching this episode and I think I was probably right around the time where I realized the that elderly people aren't in, mo- in movies and TV shows. Right. <laughs> they just, I don't know what they're doing. But I said to myself, this is kind of silly, right? Like, maybe, maybe I am a little distracted watching and I got a lot going on, but I kind of feel like, and, and you know, I'm coming off of a, a fret. I'm coming up my hand, Josh. Let me, let me explain something to you. My shoulder and my hand. Now, I, I, when, I, when I spank the bottom, <laughs> It's coming from the shoulder. It's coming from the lap. Pow. Ooh. Right? I, I get a nice torque. Whack. Yeah. So I was pretty sore from spanking Game of Thrones bottom blue. And I think oh. I carried, yeah, I think I carried some of that energy into my watching of uh, Excelsius Day. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to give any spoilers. That's, I just have to give it us a little spank, a little spanking. Spanking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Put you over the knee and spank <clears throat> you until you conform to my will. But yeah. no. Yeah. I know what you're talking about that overhand, upper left, bottom right kind of roundhouse kind of motion. Yeah. And depending on the position you're in, you may be coming from the bottom right to the upper left. Is that what you just said? Um, bottom left to upper right. If you're going to go left, I'm a lefty. I'm a me lefty. too. So me too. Actually, yeah. that's funny. Um. So I don't know, dude. But it's one of those. And then um, I was watching it and I thought to myself, I don't really, I'm, I'm going to need some help this week, pal. Maybe you can help me out. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming. Uh, we're coming back for help. We, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like uh, we, when last we spoke, we were in desperate need of, of some assistance piecing piecing together the threads of the Red Museum. Right, right. And uh, we found ourselves in a forlorn land, I think. because It's true. Excelsis Day does not exactly present one a very tight story. Right. And, and you know, at the outset, I want to say to myself... I feel like I was more interested in what was going on with Red Museum than I was with Excelsius Day. Come again? Say that again? I found myself more... more In in retrospect, I find myself more interested in Red Museum than Excelsius Day. Oh, so you're ageist. Okay. Yeah, basically. Well, I can can write you right off then. You don't care about our seniors. You don't respect... (laughs) The generations, the greatest generation. You sound likely. just like Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, by Wait. the way, in the ch- in the chat, we got uh, we got somebody from fucking Watertown. We got somebody from Framingham. Jay Curry is from Watertown. Yeah, and by Jay the way, Oliveira from yeah, Framingham. That's it, awesome. This is this is a Worcester rap. So I'll I'm tell just you, referencing that. Uh, um, Jillian Anderson saying Worcester was impressive. 
<laughs> Most people from there or here or surrounding area do not know to say Worcester. They say Worcester? War, Worcester. Or like Worcester, like the sauce. Worcestershire. Right. Like yeah. um, you know that you know the ripoff that came out after this. It was called The Fringe. That That's the a of, TV show, right? It was, and people were like, oh, you should watch The Fringe. And my brother and I, Jake, we tried desperately to get into it, and we're like, this is just too dumb. Yeah, um, I never saw it. I, I heard, I've heard about it. Like it was kind of the next generation X Files. It just didn't work on me because I was kind of in the middle of a big X Files rewatch, so the timing was bad. Maybe I'll revisit in the future, but who am I kidding? I never will. Yep. Um. But they said dead ham. Ooh, for yep. dead ham? Yeah. yeah. And I said, yeah, I'm going to turn it off, I think. <laughs> dead ham? <laughs> dead ham. That's... Who's that's your how... guy? If you're filming anything in Massachusetts, you got to get a guy. You could go down to the local, lo- local Duncan, and a guy would be happy to regale you with his local lore. Yeah, the, the bar is low for that, that Absolutely. Role. Doesn't take a lot to get that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're like, oh, we're we're doing a movie about SEAL Team Six. We need like a top line military advisor. Nah, you just need some somebody hanging out at Duncan's on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon at two in the afternoon. And he'll set you right. Jay Curry, dead ham is bacon. He says in the chat. I like it. Yes, he is correct. That's not a place. <laughs> so dead- I'm sorry, I I derailed you. I think with my my no, uh, not really. Side notes, you were saying basically that this had less of a hook in you than Red Museum. It did. It did, probably because of the content. Because as you have, as you have established by, um, what, what am I trying to say, using argumentative reductum on me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you said I basically hate seniors or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're ageist. <laughs> I'm an ageist, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said... Um, Maybe it's just the one, the skinny, kind of like pervy one that bothers me so much. But um, no, I, um, what am I trying to say? I was, uh, I think I'm in a don't like it category as it stands Ooh. right now. Wow. Now, it's possible I get swayed before the end of this because, so there's always a couple of things I'm willing to do. I, I am, as you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of a stubborn person and I've been trying to get over that the last five years um, because I like, I like to try to eliminate, I, I like to be open to other people's suggestions if I think they make a compelling sort of argument. And then there's also, if people make a compelling argument with a decent perspective, I'm I'm definitely willing to listen to reason, if that makes sense. There are times where I unreasonably dig my heels in about dumb shit because I'm a person, and I think a lot of people do that. And in fact, a lot of people I care about and I'm very close to are also quite stubborn. You know my brother Jake, so <laughs> <laughs> all too well. So so I uh, I know that you know I I certain things I'm pretty confident on. But I'm also, I'm very, I find myself pretty open to X-Files because I haven't seen them all. There's a ton of them I haven't seen. Um, I feel like you're much more of a subject matter expert with X-Files than I am. That said, I, if, if I think somebody knows more about a subject than I do, I'm much more open to being reasonable about what they say. Um, and then, of course, there's the, I'm not a, I don't consider myself a dumb person either. And I've done a lot of podcasting uh, about storytelling. And, um, so that's why I'm telling you, I'm kind of at a 
don't really like it right now. And it's hard for me to even pinpoint why, which is the good news. Usually if I don't like something and I know, and I have 10 reasons why, I'm pretty confident that I'll probably still hang on to at least seven of those reasons because a few of them I'm just sort of throwing in there because I'm being nitpicky, if that makes sense. It's it's like when the DA is like, yeah, we're going to hit him with 10 charges, but really they're going for like four. Yeah, you plead off. You know what I mean? Right you, off the you, bat. You're just kind of being cunty, yep. right? Whereas in this one, I'm just like, ah, I'm I'm open to suggestion and, and it's possible. I, I've only watched the episode one time. I don't have a lot of, I didn't marinate, <laughs> marinate. I didn't, my, my thoughts didn't marinate long on this one. So I'm still like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open to it. This is one of the reasons so I like to see movies two times. You're saying you're open to the realm of extreme possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even say it's an extreme possibility unless you think there's no compelling evidence to make it a good episode. Well, I, <laughs> I just so couldn't he, find any. Here's what I enjoy. But one of the things I really enjoy about doing this podcast with you is that m- maybe I've I've watched or seen or delved a little bit deeper into X Files than you, but not a lot. But yeah. it's that we do the show that both you of us- remember them though. Like you, you've seen a lot of these more than once, if that makes sense. Yes, right? and I also don't do twelve other podcasts about. <laughs> 11 other shows and movies so <laughs> i i appreciate the uh i appreciate you that uh, go humble yeah. rag humble rag yeah, go it's not bad it's not bad i like what yeah. you did there all right. all right keep it going but um i think that we both know that we love the show yes but we're also like fun and subjective about it like we don't try to be you know criticky about it nah. just you know we love the x-files and so I'm going to go right back and say that there's something that you said in a recent episode, I think it was Red Museum in an offhanded comment, that made me really an extra thing beyond this just clearly not being a great episode, but something that really I had a hard time with, which is about the consistency of the characters. And yes. I have a real issue in this episode about how that's handled. And Are you that talking about Mulder? Have- I'm talking about Scully and Mulder doing this weird flip-flop of right. their roles. Like, the So that whole- was my only compelling piece of evidence was the characters. And I'm glad you brought it up. And, I, and, I, let me, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to tell you that, that that's the frequency I'm sort of landing on. I don't, I, I, I don't know if the plot is as, as crazy as any of the other ones we've seen. Um, in fact, there's, there's kind of a, a, an Arkham Horror thing about this that i kind of like actually but i think it was some of the character some of the handling of our characters i'm sorry continue so you said the whole i mean yeah that that inconsistency of the characters that is the number one thing that can that can really throw me for a loop in x files episode you can have ones that are weaker where the plot's more convoluted where things don't really tie together or maybe the supporting cast isn't great, or the writing isn't as tight, the directing isn't, you know, noteworthy. Sure. Yep. But as long as you have, you know, as long as Scully is Scully and Mulder is Mulder, and they get their interactions, it's hard for me not to like the episode. But here you have one where a lot of those things are already off the track, and you have a weird situation of how these characters react to the situation. Um, and the Arkham thing is a, is a great comment because 
Dude, I mean, old, rundown senior citizen home that looks like a mental institution. You're leaning on a crutch that's a pretty easy one to lean on. And even with that crutch, I don't know, man. It just, in general, this episode's not presenting a lot that's super new or noteworthy. Like, X-Files has done ghosts and spirits and specters before. It's done it in more interesting and compelling ways than this one. And it's definitely done a lot more credit to Mulder and Scully. So when you fuck that up on top of like not really introducing anything new, basically it's, it's a kind of a little bit of kind of recycled stuff with this whole mushroom thing layered over it. And, uh, I'm kind of out of don't like too. Hmm. Okay. That's good because I mean, it's not, I mean, yes, of course we love feeling validated, <laughs> but yeah, at the same we're right. time, we're good people. <laughs> But at the same time, I was kind of like, I, there, there must be a connection here that I kind of missed. And, and truth be told, I feel a little bit guilty. And, and, uh, and as you mentioned, the, the sort of the workload, but that's not really an excuse. I definitely don't feel super prepared for this. I did watch it one time, 100%. I don't have extensive notes. And I thought to myself, I must be, there's gotta be something here I'm missing because we sort of have, um, we sort of have an X-Files plot du jour, as it were. Is that the word I'm looking for? A smorgasbord, as it were. Of yeah. There's sort of like a psychic rape or assault, which is weird. There's that kind of plot, and then there's like the fungus, and then there's other things, and then the regression of their disease. There's a lot of this stuff that actually kind of on paper is interesting if in, in and of themselves, I think is what I'm trying to say. Sure. I think just in general, the idea of the premise starting from a a physical crime on, you know, at, at first appearance being actually linked to the psychic thing there, that's a little bit of an interesting perspective. Um, it's as everybody in the world likes to say, problematic mm-hmm. to, to use the subject matter that they, they delve into. It's a hot button word today. Yeah. Oh, I hate that fucking word so much. Problematic means like, I don't think I can talk about this because I think somebody's offended about it. So I have to use the word that it's problematic. Yep. And I think the, and and to expand upon that definition, I think it's just a catch all term to discuss anything that people want to politicize and, and be very careful with. Yeah, for no yeah. for no good reason other than what you it, said. Yeah, it's basically just you're waving a flag that says I'm I'm woke to this being like Co- troublesome. Correct. Yes, whatever. correct. Right. But so, but but regardless of that, the the fact that okay, it's this woman was raped. She has clear physical signs of assault, and then it sure. leading into something like that's a little bit of an interesting hook to me. But everywhere it goes from there is um, it's lacking. It's like right. So how about we just delve Absolutely. into this and then yep. after maybe we can sift through the uh sift through the ashes and see if we can figure out for sh- for sure. Where the, it all the, went wrong. The, the, I don't know if you could make an entire episode about psychic rape so to speak. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch it. You know what I mean? That just seems like not super interesting to me and just kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's a hook, but you don't want to live there. I, I, it is. I, I understand utilizing that vehicle to tell a story about 
the the inability for certain people to not believe certain people's claims about such assaults and how this makes it this is like a almost a gateway to discuss a ready problematic, problematic. issue right yeah. which is this um not not believing somebody who comes forward to say they've been sexually assailed so to make a whole X Files episode about it, I just don't see it. So, and they don't, and they don't, absolutely, but, they don't. But where they go with it isn't necessarily any more rewarding, right? Right. It's kind of like they go, wait, whoops, no, we probably shouldn't do this. Yeah, blow a load, a little bit of homework early from uh, from BP. You might have seen this, but uh, the script landed two days before um, shooting began. So, right. and, and Chris yeah, Carter started rewriting immediately because he didn't like it and was rewriting throughout the filming. Got it. So, I mean, that that's kind of a recipe for, for trouble. Right. Right. Yeah. So let's meet, let's meet, uh, our, our, our victim, I guess, for lack of better terms. Right. Nurse, um, ratchet. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Dawson. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's nurse. Charters. I said Charters, Mrs. Yep. Charters earlier. Mrs. Dawson is the administrator. Nurse Charters is um is the victim here. A little bit of a mix up on my part, but anyway, right. yeah. It it begins. Um, we. I actually like the approach, the the visual approach to the hospital. You yeah. know that that yep. coming up the stairs kind of shot with the ominous music. That's cool. You know, it sets up that. I, I like things that set up the spooky venue, whether it's a, you know, a mental hospital, haunted house, that, that making the place a thing, that's cool. Like whether it's a horror movie or an X-Files episode or whatever. But um, we we meet these fucking high school whack job orderlies here that are like horse playing in the office. <laughs> And and Nurse Charter is doing her thing. She's the only professional there. She's getting down to business. Somebody passed away during the night. They didn't even turn over the room, so she's got to go do that. Yep. And from from there, we meet Hal and Stan, who are going to be um, two of our primary look-ins on the residents of Excelsius Day, um, whatever it's called, home. Yes, sure. Uh, convalescent <laughs> home. Convalescent home in Worcester. Dudes. Worcester. Uh, Worcester rice cats. I got tickets ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so these guys are. Uh, I thought. We, I uh, thought when she was ratcheting one of the senior citizens to his bed, <laughs> I kind of in my head I was like, "Oh, is that a thing?" They know that these guys have, you know. There's something they have to constrain, but I guess that's just standard procedure up in Worcester. You mm-hmm. you strap seventy year old men to their beds at night in a, when it's in a place that pro, that prioritizes care. By the yeah, way. just want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but he grabs a hold of her wrist, Hal. Right? Ah, uh, grabs a hold of those ham hocks. I think. Yeah, I was I was trying to see because he has a you know he's old so he doesn't move well anymore. But I was trying to see is he. What what is he? Let's see. I'll oh, throw it up. He's going up. for a big old scoop of butt. He is, but I think he gets a right wrist. I think she she makes a little reflex save there. Okay, yeah. She she a little hip shimmy. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. She looks good with her hips. Yeah. No, I think he's got a cupful. Does he? Yeah, I think so. Right there. Well, <laughs> right there. <laughs> Back and to the left. Anyway. Back and to the left. He's, yeah, she, he's, uh, she, she's strapping down and, and kind of plays it off. So the first thing I want to say is that she is, she, she sort of has come to expect this type of behavior. Yeah. I mean, if, she, if she gave him a forearm shiver, I wouldn't be all that upset. I'm like, yeah, that's uh if she gave him a little, uh, a little forearm shampoo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not like a, Cute term in passing, a little pat on the hip. He just goes for a scoop of ass. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I know old men, you know, allegedly get away with things. Right. I'm hoping, eventually. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, it's, triggered, uh, by the way. It's, you should probably issue a warning. They're definitely not, um, they're not trying to be subtle about good old Stan here. Mm-hmm. No, right. In 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 her position, I'm not saying... I'm not trying to normalize that she feel that she that this is something that is common to her. I'm not saying she deserves that or that's correct morally. Speaking. She she asked for it because the way she dressed is that what you're saying? <laughs> Basically, she's she even though she's dressed like an 80 year old lady, she's still a, a hot lady. Mm-hmm. But um, she, I think it's just they're ill. There's an Alzheimer's problem. There's there's she doesn't strike me as getting too offended she knows how to lay the law down with these guys she she handles it as well as i'd imagine she can handle it yeah very professional in that it's just she doesn't cut him any slack no grief she's used to the abuse is just kind of part of the routine and she doesn't get flustered immediately just when she gets out of the hallway she turns to gung who mm-hmm. they, they mentioned in passing about letting them watch the game or whatever they're watching the fight, I think, and uh, chastises him about letting them uh, stay up after nine. No TV after nine, Gung. Right, right. So. And then, and then, um, and then next she heads, scene. Yeah, she heads to the room that they mentioned, the other orderlies, about uh, the woman that passed changing over the room. And this is where we get, you know, uh, Ghost Rider. This is where she's like, I want some days off. So I'm going <laughs> to yeah. throw myself on the bed, strap myself to it. Right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it goes on for a bit. It does. And she, it's almost unbelievable how coolly she reacts to the door slamming shut, the lock, the latch closing, and the, the gurney sliding across to block the door. She's like, all right. Well, now I got to move this. Like the only thing missing was some Isaac Hayes, man. I'm like, ah, there's a poltergeist here. Clearly, why are you so fucking calm about this and just mildly perturbed? And yeah. then it gets, uh, yeah, it gets bad. And we hear screaming from exterior shot and credit. So that's our pre-credit sequence. Is basically the grizzled nurse charters getting a real rough run of it. Right now. A question about this. Is it, this is, this is an embarrassing question and I apologize. So who's actually doing this to her? I'm assuming. Like, is it an astral projection thing or are there just spirits among them? Well, that's a good question because I assumed it was an astral projection of Stan, Mm -hmm. but the rest of the. Or Hal, rather. 
No? Right. I'm sorry. Yes. How is the cr- the, the skinnier one? one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the episode doesn't really play that out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Be- I, I was confused on it, and I just was like, "Man, I'm I am not good at my job this week." So. Yep. You know what? In, until you said it, I always completely assumed that was Hal projecting astral astrally projecting. It's the perfect way to say it. Right. But nothing else in the rest of the episode leads that into a thing it doesn't these drugs these things that take effect in them don't allow them to do that they they just regress their all physically yeah physically make them more limber and youthful and it so i guess it's the other spirits that are at home um in in the hospital that that's what i was trying to think is it did did somehow the medicine have the side effect of creating some sort of like telepathy type of astral projection or telekinetic power within them as it re- reduced their pro like was the side effect not only them getting better and become more cognitive was it also that but but because we see ghosts at one point i thought oh they're just this is sort of another coincidental piece like one of these ghosts they're just sort of a raper the astral projection thing would have been actually a more interesting way to take this episode, a, fr- a fresher take. Because it would have made, it would have suggested that Hal is a really bad guy. Yeah. And, and, and there's honestly, something creepy about making a, a feeble elderly man who seems harmless kind of evil. Dude, until we sat down and talked about it, I would have told you that I think that's what happens in the episode. Right, but right. It do- I don't think it does because right. it never, nothing else after this makes that plausible. Right. And that's why I didn't. That's another reason I was like, well, I don't, I don't know, this is kind of like, I don't know what's happening here. So I'm glad to find, I'm, I'm, I feel less like a failure this week. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. I think, I think that's a hundred percent a writing thing. I think that was the intent. Okay. That's just a guess. That's not based off evidence. It's, it's, but it's I possible think, the rewrite was trying to be like, wait a minute, this isn't going to work. How do I curb this? What, what the fuck? Right. Yeah, I think initially that was kind of the thing that I would just assume that these drugs were allowing them mentally to shoot. indulge themselves. Yeah, right. Right. And instead it just makes him able to run up staircases quickly. Right. What a bummer if you're a horny ghost. Well. You know, I mean, you got to find Jeanette Napolitano from Concrete Blonde. Because she likes the ghost of a Texas ladies man, Josh. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. (laughs) I'm just saying she might invite you into the shower, you know? Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, But it's not. And uh, ectoplasmic lover from the other side, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So, right from the credit sequence, the pre credit sequence, we get to the interesting kind of swamp. What we have here is Mulder walking into his office mm-hmm. and Scully yeah. reviewing evidence, like in his office, like sure. a, a very much, you know, reverse image of what we see a lot of episodes begin as. And this is going to run through the first like couple sequences of of this episode for the first, I mean, almost half. Right of yep. of Scully being the one wanting to dig more to this and thinking that there's significance here, and Mulder being dismissive. Right. So um, yeah, that's it's kind not of a, 
See, that's that's weird to me. Well, I guess I guess we're going to talk about that as we go through. So I I won't I won't get too bananas with it here. Yeah, it's um it's definitely a big problem with the episode for me. Right. But um yeah, so but what we actually have is Scully watching the tape. Um there is a great joke Mulder makes about <laughs> whatever he found in that VCR. It's not my tape. That's great. Yeah. And she she says they put it back in the in the drawer with the other tapes that aren't yours. Um, as if an FBI team is watching porn in his, in his actual <laughs> in his office. office. Yeah. Damn. That is a, that is a mass. That is either a, an addiction or, or <laughs> you've really got to figure something out there to, to, to jerk off at work. <laughs> well, you are at a basement. <laughs> you've never jerked off at work before. No, ever. No, never. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, you know, it's not really my, it's, it's not really my thing, dude. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's, it's not really my back, baby. I hope it's nobody's thing. If it's your thing, it's a problem. But yeah, I think no, it's I've never, before. I've never been so overwhelmed. I've never been so horny while doing something I probably lamented that I've been <laughs> like, I need to jerk off right now. Like, that's I've just, probably just been bored enough and not had to take a shit. That I guess it's worth killing. That has to be pre-phone. Well, maybe not. If I don't know if you're one of those savages that watch porn on your phone, that's not me either. No, no, no. See, no, I, I come, I come from the days when I first discovered erotic imagery. It was on a giant television. I was like, "What yeah, is I need, this? I need at the minimum an eleven-inch screen." I mean, what is this tape? <laughs> this is not Bambi. <laughs> My uncle likes some weird shit. Anyway, um. So, yeah, uh, no, I haven't, by the way. But but back to your point. Mulder's attitude. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> he is um, dismissive at, at best. It, it's so weird. Wait, wait, what has he... What has he jumped to conclusions on in the past? Uh, who... It's I mean, impossible to go down the list. It's easier to say what has he not jumped to conclusions about. Yes. Um, and here, uh, here you have Scully reviewing this case, talking about it. Michelle Charters, registered nurse in Massachusetts, you know, seeing the damage. She's talking about, you know, this is a video she made herself. She claims it was a rape. Um, the medical examination kind of lines up with that, but nothing stuck. She claims it was from an invisible force. And Mulder's like, oh, yeah, 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 I saw a couple X-Files like that, but never never panned out. Right. So anyway, do you want to go back to Lokogi Boji and look for glass <laughs> made by a UFO? <laughs> do you want to go chase monster women in New Jersey? He has, like, no... I mean, he gives her nothing in immediately dismisses the validity of this case, which even though he attributes it to other X-Files, he's attributing it to X-Files that didn't pan out that he essentially has no interest in. Right. So this is the 11th episode of season two, correct? Mm-hmm. So we're 30-something episodes into this? 35 in. Okay. And this is, so he has no curiosity about the unexplained here. That's right. That's what they're telling us, that that this is a case that Mulder's like, nah, that thing that like you know that unexplained thing yeah not worth digging into right for it, basically the first time ever 
Right. And it's very, this is what, one of my main issues with the, with the, why, why I fall or don't like it is a lot of it is, has to do with Mulder's actions as a character that is not being like Mulder. Yes. That's what I was saying. That's, that is what I was thinking in my head when you said that. I'm like, yeah, the inconsistency of, inconsistency of the characters is something that is so hard to overcome. And a great point from Carmelita in the chat. Usually when there's historical X-Files with a similar MO, he's bought in right away. Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen that? Where, you know, he's presenting a case and, Mal- and Scully's there like, okay. And he's like, and here, and he runs over to the filing cabinet. We've seen a similar thing in Wisconsin in 1991 and again in Minnesota in 1988. Mm-hmm. Bam. And instead he's like, oh yeah, yeah, ghost rapes. We right. got a couple of those. It's nothing. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. And and isn't Mulder out outside of that? Isn't Mulder kind of a knight in shining armor? That's a good point too. He he, he is right. He's kind of like a, a woman in distress, an attractive woman in distress, especially. He's he's usually much more benefit of the doubt, especially. I don't understand how you sit across from a woman whose eye is is a fucking tomato and whose lip is cut in half and you're not thinking to yourself, there is, this is really fucking weird. Outside of understanding intellectually what's going on there, isn't there a part of you that goes, I want to do something about this? Just, just, I'm talking like tribal defend the life creators kind of shit. Doesn't that happen immediately? (laughs) Yeah, Don't that you want happens, to kind of snatch up a spear and be like, what the fuck is going on here, man? Yeah, that should happen to anybody, but especially Mulder right. when it's when it's this person. And he always we, we've talked about that, how we always empathizes with the victim and how we make fun of him for his lack of empathy at times with Scully or with other people. But who he connects with is the victim, the person sure. that. You know, and especially when they can't help their case. And here you have this person who clearly just went through the fucking ringer mm-hmm. and who is she up against she's up against the man like the bureaucracy she she has a fe- you know a lawsuit against the federal government and this 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 hospital administration and he has fucking nothing you have no interest you're not like uh, it's a weird man. part of the problem was i think i don't know okay i'm gonna speculate here because the fuck do i know I uh, I can't indulge in, in in confirmation bias, but what I will do is I will say: Is it possible? Is it possible? As Cisco says, is it possible that there was a there was a small little bit of a social commentary here in the idea that the one character is going to be interacting with her could be, in other words, is a social commentary in which Mulder is the non-believing this is bullshit, she's a scammer, man point of view, the generic, you know what I mean? Is it is it possible that they they started doing this and then we're like, we kind of shouldn't do this. This is dumb. If it is possible, it's it's terribly inconsistent writing. Right. And it's just I'm a trying idea. to figure out why they would make him act the way he never does. And that would be yeah. the only excuse I can give him. That would be, I mean, if they made season 12 now, that would be the episode they would make. A hundred percent. It's true. It's true. A hundred percent nowadays. Right. right. Where, you know, like, you know, a woman got raped by a ghost and, and Mulder, you know, says it's just fucking, you know, ah, it's just, you know, whatever. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a cemetery talk. No big deal. 
Right. Even his face, man. He just seems so disinterested. Oh, God, his face. They go out there, and they're interviewing her, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But before before we get to any interaction in the hospital, the first person we see Mulder and Scully interact with in the case is Nurse Charters. And she's pretty no-nonsense. Right. Right down to it. It was Hal Arden. She knows it was him. It's kind of like, ew, it's kind of creepy. She talks about the smell. Yeah, see that. So Ooh, there, part, of, part of it, part of that is also kind of weird. I almost feel like, now listen, um, never been raped, drink. <laughs> oh, Hope I never am. I almost feel like if if I want to divorce myself from the emotion of this and try to think tactically about what would be the best way to make this, it's it's really hard to point your finger. Like it was an invisible. So I guess what I'm trying to figure out is it, is it just his unique scent that tipped her off that it was him? Well, I think what that's something she references, but I, I think in the original writing or, or perhaps even what they want you to believe watching it now is that it is that kind of astral projection that it wasn't right. just the smell. That's what she references, but it was him. Like she, right. she, I mean, she cared for this guy day in and day out. Fair. She just, she knew the, the identity, however you want to put it. She, she references, references things like a smell of him. Mm-hmm. But but really, it's just the feel of the person that he is. That right. that identity was the one that did this, even though it wasn't his physical body, you know, in a noticeable way doing it. Right. In in but it's dumb because again, that doesn't we abandon this, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or at least even if we don't abandon it outright, it's just never again seen as something that is a capability. Which which X-file. which has to just be a really rushed edit. I, I, it doesn't make sense that you would present this where where the nerd like the episode would be a lot different if she's like something happened to me. I was violated. I don't know by who or what, but it clearly happened. They found me strapped to the bed. How does that happen? How do I? You cannot strap yourself to a bed. Do you understand this? Once I strap one arm in. I cannot strap the second arm in. They found me spread eagle strapped to a bed. That right there tells you something happened. And even if there is no physical evidence, this is the part where after 35 cases, you go, something is fucking wrong here. She was drugged. She was something. Something has happened here, right? Not Mulder. Right. That's the dumb thing about it. it, and And then it's the... And then p- part of the problem with the writing is her certainty that it's Hal, as we just sort of exclaimed. Which, which would is be interesting abandon- if they stuck with the astral right. projection thing. That whole idea that it was literally evil, Hal. Man, that's creepy, dude. Yeah, gross, man. Gross. Like, especially if it had, like, what if the whole episode became that where it was, you know, not always just sexual assault. Maybe it was a physical assault. Maybe it was, you know, whatever other hijinks right. they got up to. But it was their idea. Identity, even if mm-hmm. it wasn't their physical body, like that's kind of interesting, right? But also, lose can't that. you give me that? Like, I don't know. Can't you give me that? Just got back from WW two body, Hal. 
If you're oh, astral projecting, why do you got to give me this fucking stinky old body? Wrinkled bath salts, kind of. I want those fucking abs of that have German blood splashed across them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna psychically abs. attack me, sure. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna hold me down, I need you to at least look like a GI who fucking made it through Normandy. <laughs> Not this old son of a bitch. Come on, it's in your head. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, and boy, the is it is it just pretty pretty clunky when they actually interview Hal here. Yeah, he's um I mean, there's a moment of kind of odd gross levity when he splashes his block and tackle in Mulder and Scully's face. I like how they're like, oh, he's taking a bath. Let's go interview him. <laughs> this is, let's not wait till he's done with the bath and talk to him in his room. No. Let's right out of the sponge bath so he can wiggle his little wrinkled old soldier at us. I, I <laughs> More soldier talk. <laughs> I also think, <laughs> well played. I also think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if this woman has actual damage to her body physical i mean tearing we know what that means okay i think hal gets arrested at the minimum as a suspect since she's right i mean i don't want to nitpick this bullshit but it's not like they just go oh he's taking a bath we got a couple questions all right see you later get back to work helping him (laughs) it's like what the fuck in his his Weird. reaction again. We we've talked about, and this isn't. This is kind of just. Yeah, it's a little bit more gross in this case. But yeah, especially because look, we're thinking, holy shit, that he psychically raped this broad, yeah. and now he's making jokes about it. Oh, like uh, if that's what heaven is, sign me up. Raping young, if that's what happened. Dark skin girls. <laughs> Jesus, dude. dude. We are how? ready for you to take a dive out a window. Yeah, how it's time for you to go. You have a, you've had a good run. So uh, after all that, okay, this guy's clearly a creep at the minimum. This is a (laughs) disgusting creep. And at the minimum, you know, Nurse Nurse Charters was assaulted Mm -hmm. or and and or raped. I mean, they don't get really into the nitty gritty of like what the physical damage. I think we know what tearing means. Tearing. Yeah, it's hard to assume what else that would mean. Um, I, I don't think they mean her clothes, dude. Yeah. I mean, this sweater was expensive. And it's been torn. Hospital issue. But Mulder's ready to walk right now. Correct. And it's like, okay, even... Yes, we've seen Mulder express disinterest when he thinks a case does not involve the supernatural. But we... I don't think we've ever seen him... like. Just turn a blind eye to a suffering victim. Mm-hmm. And in a it's case just, where there's clearly a lot unexplained. <laughs> like, right. it's it's just fucking inexplicable. Mm-hmm. Did you ever threaten Mr. Charles? Wait a minute. I don't... Is he under arrest? No. <laughs> right? No. They're going to him as part of the issue with the place in general. So I don't know if she's filing a rape claim or what. She's filing a case against the federal government, which again, I don't really get how. Right. It's how fine. The, it, I don't want to belabor it. But but yes. And that's when he's saying, it's harmless. Sexual harassment fad. Men can't say what's on their minds. <laughs> this sounds familiar. A little bit. Dude, 
I don't care what you say. When you touch people, there's a fucking problem. Okay. <laughs> I don't care if it's psychically or what, you creepy evil man. <laughs> Scully, she says you made advances. Scully. No, that's not what she said. Tearing, Scully, your words. What are you talking about? Ugh. Hey, real quick, uh, Mr. Arden, um, here it says here you're a World War II veteran. <laughs> um, what color was your uniform and the armband <laughs> on your left arm? Uh, yes, sir. Well played. Did, did that have a couple crooked S's on it? Because it kind of <laughs> seems like it might. What are these plane tickets to Argentina? <laughs> all right fucking so, hell mate fucking hell all right so th- he's, then he's we- devil may care about the whole thing which makes me go okay maybe it wasn't him unless he's an evil evil man well evil and again there is still like a disconnect when you physically see this guy and you saw the woman a young fit like okay well how how could this like crippled, shriveled old man have physically done this. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, unsubstantiated. According that's to Mulder. where, that's where, uh, that's where one like Mulder, you would think would, his interest would peak, but he just goes, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, women, you know, women, they get traumatized and then they just, they block out their attacker and right. they think it's a ghost. Yeah. Awesome. Are you a okay. psychologist, Mulder? <laughs> hmm? Show me your degree in that one. Ta- talk to me about all the rape counseling you've done. You fucking yeah. ninny. Also, yeah. Upshaw, hey, pay attention, or you can take a bath with your clothes on for five bucks an hour and don't give a shit, or whatever he says. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wanted him to drown him. Just uh, well, hold him under. Don't worry. He'll get his. <laughs> <laughs> they all get it, don't they? Yep. God damn, dude. Uh, that's, all right. That's it. Classic X Files, like you, they set you up for people that are going to die in general. All right, I I don't want to get uh, uh, one of the things that makes me real uncomfortable about this episode is is the misogyny, Josh. So can we get past it and just start talking about this cunt, Miss Dawson? Yeah, this let's get back to beating up on gross women, bitch. Yes. I don't want to waste my time. You know, I don't. I want to get away from this misogyny and into the important details of the plot. Like this fucking whore. The powerful female character <laughs> running running this entire facility. Oh, fuck. Uh, right. Yeah, she, and she, she's awful. And it, it, again, she's a big it's just bird, a very, huh? She's tall. <sighs> big bird. Um, and just a really two-dimensional cutout. Like a, I, for, for a moment, I, when I was watching, I was like, oh, is she inv- involved? Is she covering things up? Like I, I was kind of... In the back of my mind, some things were kicking around as I was watching it because I remembered this episode, but not every detail. And it's just kind of like, no, she's just a really unsympathetic, like... Mm -hmm. Looks like the mother of a school shooter, truth be told. Going back to Heather's, she's like the principal of the high school, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just... Oh, shit. Just miserable. with a chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well... There's some shit about the hospital going downhill, but yep. oh, but not Hal. We all have Mm-mm. very fond feelings about Hal, and this is where we bring up again something that is somewhat interesting on the surface. And right. it's been such a rele- rev- 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 revelation, revelation, yes. revelation. Not, yeah, v v before the l, v v before yeah. l. 
<laughs> uh, revelation through this Alzheimer treatment that um, before Dr. Grago began his treatment, mm-hmm. he could barely even put a sentence together. Right. In- interesting. Interesting. That's a good turn. Right. Yes. That's a good writing turn. I go, ooh, okay. That's neat. What's this going to mean? <laughs> Just wait. Mm-hmm. It'll all pay out. Anyway, we also learn that Mr. Charters, Ms. Charters had an issue before, job-related stress. She was looking for some comp. Probably because this guy grabs her puss and ass every day. <laughs> so, probably has a case there too, which you guys are ignoring. Okay? Yeah, no, she's just a malcontent. Let's... <laughs> I want you to suck Hal's dick. Okay? Miss <laughs> is... Dawson demands it. A hostile work environment and not a very union-friendly one at that. I want you to put... I want that soldier to go into the breach, as it were. But no. no. So, um, next. Yeah, and <clears> we <throat> get this this uh, look in at uh, Stan and Hal up in their room, right? They're looking down. And Hal, uh, or I'm sorry, Stan is questioning Hal, I think, about what he told them. Correct. Tell him he needs to be careful. Talks about the pill. Stan takes his pill. Hal's jealous. Where did you get that? How did you have more? Refers back to, to Gung. It says, Stan tells Hal not to say anything, don't to blow their cover. Okay, all right. So, this is the astral projection medicine, I guess? <laughs> yes, I guess it is. And as creepy and disgusting as Hal is, now we're setting up Stan to be the bigger villain. Correct. I guess, right? So now, yeah. I mean, you have a real couple shitbirds up in this room. <laughs> Respect your elders. Here's another thing this episode does a ton of, and this is a really lazy writing thing. When you get in the middle of a scene, when something starts to get um, sort of laid out in dialogue, and then there's a very convenient interruption. That can happen, but it happens over and over in the episode. Dude, make a count. It's like five or six times when somebody rushes in because, wait, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a bail it's oh, a bailout on the dialogue it's a bailout. oh over and yeah. over and over dude yeah. it does it all the time yeah that's annoying yep and that's that's just like clearly going back to the writing here was uh well, flimsy so at best flimsy at best i like it yeah um also they're in this facility doesn't have an intercom intercom system like code blue immediately to this guy's room and not, I think he's choking. Dude, do you have CPR skills? Like, why are you getting the administrator to tell <laughs> her? It's a good thing that there's a medically trained federal agent in your top notch facility to help the dying man. Mrs. Dawson, get, get the paperwork ready. We're about to have an open bed. You, you can, you can let in another patient. It's an emergency. Also, hey, gung. Dude, why are you being a creep? He lingers in the door frame. Yeah, he's. I would have awful... been walking away like, well, that's crazy. And I would have started to scoop up my uh, secret stash and ha- ha- hit it. <laughs> right. His whole role, too, like they play him off very sympathetic at the end. And sure. I, he does a decent job of it. He's just trying to help them, whatever. But you also just kind of linger around mm-hmm. and don't reveal critical information and. and watch as these people do horrible things and or suffer horrible things 
<laughs> yes, man. Yeah. Is that how you do it, Malaysia? Yeah. yeah. No, they care about their elderly. You guys cast <laughs> them aside in this country. <laughs> um, oh, so, yeah, yeah oh. we have this whole medical emergency. Thank God Scully's there because she's the only medical professional, apparently, in, in the facility he that dies. can do anything. But he fucking dies anyway. And they put him in an ambulance. <laughs> no tears. <sighs> Don't put him in the ambulance. <laughs> corner, 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 Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, you that's you a, don't that's put somebody with a sheet over their head into an ambulance. <laughs> sheet It'd down, be, yes. Sheet up, wait. It's really awesome when you have a corpse in your ambulance and then you see a motorcycle lay down on the highway and you go, ah, <laughs> guess we can't help him. Kick the dead guys. Old Kick fucking thing out the back. Fucking old corpsey pants. Old corpsalopolis back there. <laughs> <laughs> Taking up the fucking space. Uh, the old popsicle. Back there. Oh. And I might have misspoke earlier. I think this next conversation where we meet Dr. Grago, um, Grago. is where more of the details of the Alzheimer's yeah, trial you're, you're comes, right. comes in. But but I I don't know. Give me give me the ten second version of what this <laughs> Alzheimer's trial is, because that's all it's worth. <laughs> all right. So he dies. And Grego shows up and he just says he's been being treated by by him for eight years. Um, and um, he's been treating him with a specific thing. I guess it's Alzheimer's for 11 months. Scully reminds us that it's not treatable. And Greco says, yes, but we have something called Deprinil, I believe, which um, does something to your brain. It doesn't really matter. But it, what it does do is it uh, it's showing these patients... Dem- they're demonstrating cognitive ability beyond anything that's been reported. Um, and I guess you'd almost say a regression of the disease symptoms. Yeah, and it, um, it gets mildly interesting when they show a couple of cases. When he, absolutely, when he dude. brings the, them around. The drawing guy had me hooked. I was like, dude, oh, this is cool. Yes, Leo Fucking is Leo's one of, the man. Yes, very cool. Very interesting. I wish not a were, Not a raper. <laughs> not a raper. A painter. So he's getting laid. Yeah. He earns his puss. <laughs> yeah, fucking A, dude. Yeah. Dorothy is willingly mounting up on that thing. <laughs> I mean, with a little help, but yeah, and I well, got you. Well, with, that, with those mushrooms, those hips get real limber. <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, We're moving beyond handies this time, Leo. I couldn't look at think his, Look at his movement. This is Billy Madison's grandmother. That's all I can think about. <laughs> I guess that's just... Burned indelibly, in, Miles indelibly Davis. into me. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's great. Anyway, it, it wraps. Um, Scully says, can, can I kind of take a look at your, your patients? Can I see the test group results? And Grego's very, he's very open to this. He seems like a nice fellow. And, 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 um, and he is, and that never really changes. Right, right. Yes. Um, and then. That's another thing. Sorry, I'm, I'm just not to interrupt. By, all, no, by all means. There's very little reveal like nobody that's presented as a good guy ends up being bad nobody that's presented as a bad guy ends up being good everybody we meet kind of just is what they are there's so little nuance in this episode right i mean sure yeah like the administrator she's just kind of a bitch gung in other words we never quite feel sympathetic 
in any way, shape, or form for any of the characters that you would consider antagonists. No. And we also aren't, you know, quote unquote, fooled. They don't try any, you know, and you don't want to rely on that. But there isn't like a, there's no reveal about like, oh, sure. he was really the one behind it all. I mean, the reveal is this the Asian guy that's clearly in every fucking shot <laughs> lingering in the background. Yeah, clearly he's fucking involved and he ends up being involved, but he's not like a bad guy after all. Right, right. Yeah. He made some some decisions and <laughs> you would argue how good they are. Sure. So um, yeah. you and I covered a movie on the science fiction film podcast. Which one is that? Uh, Waterworld. <laughs> Water waste, as it's known. And um, Gung was in it. I was just looking at his IMDb. Was he? Yeah, he is. Was, was he on that um, that first little island, not island, that that complex that uh, yes. gets raided yep. and destroyed? Correct. Yeah. He plays Elder, you know? The ones who are just like, ah, we're just going to kill this fucking old fucking pussy ears. Yeah. Put pussy ears in the in the shit mud. <laughs> I'm just gonna kill pussy ears and call it a day. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, comes so. around. But um, yeah. So meeting Leo and Dorothy, interesting. Again, what do they do here? A very convenient interruption. Yeah, we remember Gung says no more pills, and then and then we go to. Did you say that? Uh, not yet, but yeah, because that happens right before scene seven with Dorothy. Okay, scene so, seven. You got them numbered. Yeah, no, I don't. Somebody very, else does. <laughs> very professional. <laughs> um, so, nursing home. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, our, our girl Dorothy. Stand behind him over here. Yeah, well, I mean, not much to say here. Leo's making no. some cool art. Dorothy's wheeling around willy nilly, <laughs> like like she's playing roller derby again. Um, she's kind of cute. Yeah, she. I is. like Dorothy. I like Leo. Leo's got a he's got a look about him, man. I like Leo. He's got a lot of wisdom, I can tell. And he drops like the the kind of first beat of any interesting entry. He says something to Mulder and Scully about it's not the medication. Mm-hmm. But it again, ain't the medication. You have a, another convenient interruption Fucking where they're wheeled out of the room. And, yeah, these two fuck sticks. Yeah. Which which makes me go, okay, there's a conspiracy afoot here. Right, but there isn't. Right. That that's the other oh, thing, also like, these orderlies like this place sucks balls. I keep coming back to they like I, I guess it's supposed to, but they're so not gentle with these people. Oh, it's the worst. It's, it's fucking it's, brutal. It's like a parody. Speaking of the actress right, Francis right. Bay that plays Dorothy, like in, in um <laughs> in Happy Gilmore when she you know Ben Stiller plays the the, the hospital orderly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude. it's not that much played down from there, like. <laughs> how over over the top they ham it up in that movie, which is right, supposed right, to be. Right. It's like the orderlies aren't that much less ridiculous than than <laughs> than he is in that. Right. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I've been watching Sopranos reruns while I work and do other shit. And um, there's just, they're going through, you know, towards the end of season one, they're, they're, you know, talking about putting Tony's mom in the, in the nursing home. And it's like fucking, no Tony Soprano money kind of place, right? And like they treat them so fucking well. Also, it's Tony Soprano's mom, so definitely handle that one correctly. Mm, you yeah. know? But it's funny when you see like, okay, this is kind of what they're supposed to look like, but but big money facilities. Like one's normal people 
don't have access yeah. to. Like, you yeah. got to be a rich person to put your parents up in a place like that. Anyway. Yeah, not Excelsis Day uh, convalescent home. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And so then we, we leave from there, and I just wrote, uh, huh? while they're checking yeah. out literally and metaphorically. Right. And that's it. Like, he's done. They're, they're literally checking out of the hotel, and he is done with this case. Mm-hmm. Saw everything he needs to see. Scully's just hammering him on the Alzheimer's thing. Like, well, dude. Not just the Alzheimer's, but here, this is what I'm talking about, the writing. Sure. She's grasping. She's grasping for straws like Mulder grasps for straws. Great point. When, when he's not ready, like we've seen over and over, to give up on a case, and, and he's throwing out these different theories, like Scully goes through two or three different kind of theories. It could be this. It could be something about... You know, the, the there could be a fungal infection from the bait. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's an mm-hmm. old building. And I mean, she's she's not even saying, like, this is what I think happened. She's just throwing shit against the wall like Mulder usually does. If you do this really well, and there are episodes where they switch roles in a, you know, in a narrative sense um, beyond the sea, like just something as the perfect example where it's done super, super well, where sure. Shelley's the believer and Mulder's not, you can do this and make it awesome. But here, they literally just almost swap their fucking dialogue. Right. Like, there's no, there's no narrative sense to them doing this. Like, why is Mulder completely un- uninterested and Scully is so bought in? Is it just because it's a rape case? Like, eh, it's uh, not I, enough. I, I would a- imagine that that's probably why why but but man it doesn't i don't know it doesn't work for me right because it's because you mean mean from scully's pov yeah because scully i mean if that was the case why would she throw crazy shit against the wall she would just i don't know she would look for the most practical thing to try to solve the case she's literally grasping at straws like Mulder does Mm -hmm. yeah with these crazy kind of theories and Mulder's the one being like there's nothing here like you know Right. This goes back to the is leave it, it up a, to is local it, law enforcement. Is this a bullshit social commentary kind of thing? I think what what was the, one of the last things she suggests is maybe it's the place itself, like going on haunted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not a Scully kind of thing to say. Right. Well, maybe it's the fucking haunted house. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's as Fox. ludicrous as Mulder not being interested in it. Yeah. 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 That's a big problem here. Yeah. Like. It's a swapping of their characters, but almost, yeah, it is, it is definitely a, a role reversal and it's just, it doesn't work from either perspective. Right. The only thing I can give it is, is this like a, I, I sat there and I looked at the results of what happened to Michelle Carter's. I read the report. I saw the injuries, or at least I read about the injuries and it's hard for me just to walk away. That's the only real thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, but, but that's that's she's gra- not. Now we're is. grasping at straws. <laughs> it's true. It's true, and I'm okay with that. But I also am like, I mean, I don't. There's no other. I think. I think if Michelle Carter is, is not harmed, that Scully probably is like, okay, what's here? Like it's <laughs> cool episode. Nobody's interested. Hey, <laughs> right? <laughs> like that's brutal, man. <laughs> Fuck! You think the fucking Worcester PD gives a flying fuck about this dumb clam? They don't. Oh, it's 
It's rough. Yeah. yeah, and this is where is this the scene <laughs> where Ben Stiller's trying to force feed mashed peas? To, <laughs> yeah, dude. To Mrs. Gilmore. Fuck off, man. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. They're just brutal to these people. Yeah, like like cartoonishly brutal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, you fucking, he's just mushing the peas in her face. <laughs> he just carrots. scoops up a handful and stands behind her, just matches it into her mouth. Just pushing her face into the plate. Oh. <laughs> and then the other thing they do is like they like they kind of joke about people dying in the beginning. It's just dumb. Like that stuff is just yeah. dumb. Well, that's just the... It's fine if you only do that for one scene because this guy gets killed in the next scene and you yeah. want the audience to be okay with it. But it kind of goes on for a while and it gets a little tiresome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a douche fucking canoe. This guy. Yep. Fuck this guy. And Leo's, you know, meanwhile trying to get more medication from Gung. Come yeah. on. Come on there. What's her name? Come on, Dorothy. Pretend it's Leo's cat. Smushy like mushy peas, mushy peas. Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> you can't say that to Dorothy. Pretend it's his cat, dude. She's old a saint. Look, just look at her. <laughs> she looks like the sweetest old lady I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, did some might... fucking though. That's why. Uh, that's why we're here. All right, dude. I <laughs> saw. <laughs> This is crazy. I saw a picture of my great grandmother at like twenty, and she was a fucking dime piece. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> and yeah. I knew my great grandmother. My but my both of them lived into their one into their the one I'm talking about into her mid nineties, the other one into her hundreds, and so like my memories of her were in her late eighties into her nineties, and she was still like really with it mentally. But saw a picture of black and white, and she she looked like a fucking movie star. Crazy, and, huh? You know, it's funny, man, like, the older I get, and I'm not that old, neither of us are, but that gets a little bit more real. <sighs> when you're, like, a young kid, you're just like, oh, that's crazy, that was great-grandma. Yeah, you realize that they were... The worst is when you look at pictures of when they're younger than you. Yeah. And you go, oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. I've started the journey, fuck. There's <laughs> no, no turning back. This is the really real world. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. And then you get flash ride to your car, I guess. I don't mm. know. Yep. Well. Okay, right. so after these, uh, Dorothy gets uh, bullied, we go to um, to Gung, right? Leo's room? Uh, Yeah, well, Leo's just asking Gung for more meds. Yeah, why aren't you eating your food? We both do. Yeah, nothing crazy here. And then um, uh, <clears throat> introduction of another character, and she looked really familiar to me. And hmm. I didn't like her right from the get-go. I thought there was something wrong with her. I thought she was evil, maybe, like she was part of it, even though I didn't remember that. She, um, she looks like she's a, she's wide of face. Do you know why? Why she's wide of face? Genetics. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking ding-dong. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was trying to set myself up. Why, ah, why I had these problems with her. I'm a terrible um, wingman. I apologize. She, she was the, <laughs> she was Eve. No. E, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. She was uh, Eve six. Holy shit. Her teeth cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's bananas. Good oh, call. wait, no. Or was she the mom? She was in the Eve episode. I'm out of. She's in the Eve. Okay, yeah, because that lady got a thinner, gaunter appearance. 
I think she was the mom of. Chat's gonna bail you on a second. Don't yeah. you worry. Help. Where's BP? Bumpkin? <laughs> he he's the one that tipped me off for this. And then I, I th- I might have misinterpreted. I thought she was the um, no. I think she was the she was the mom of the uh, in the beginning of Eve when the dude gets fucking gotcha drained out on the on the bench. Yeah, on the swing set. My yeah. husband has been exsanguinated. Yeah, plus long bangs. That's never good for right. anybody. Um. Anyway, she's um. But you, again, you think there's kind of like, is there something to this character? No, no. She's just Stan's daughter. That's you it. have a thing for bangs. I can't let it go. <laughs> so I don't you, like them. I know they drive you bananas. Do you know what drives me crazy? This is so random. But if I if a chick. <laughs> You can peer into my psyche right now. When a chick, not not just a chick, but but guys too, it, it drives me. First of all, men who are like sandals that creep me out. Like you're not a, you're not a kid. <laughs> Wear shoes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're not a child. Put on a shoe. Fucking sandals. What but, um, if something occurs where you need to run or react to something? Dude, you're wearing you're, sandals. You're, you're fucking toast. You're, you're toast. <laughs> The last thing you want to do is get your ass kicked and then be walking home barefoot. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking brutal. At least you got shoes on. You got some fucking dignity still. I'm just picturing a guy on the ground. Right. Knock the fuck out with one (laughs) One flop across the parking lot. (laughs) The other one kind of like dangling off his little toe. Especially, you know, in 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 a street fight, because, you know, you cover so much ground so quick sometimes. (laughs) He's like, his fucking flops like 17 feet away. (laughs) Dude, that'd be awesome. But no, no. When here, okay, your thing is, your, your, your thing is bangs. My thing is when a chick's toes go beyond her sandal. <laughs> Dude, oh, gross. I hate it. It needs to be flush with the fucking shoe. If they go over and if dare I see you grip the front of that shoe a little, I am <laughs> fucking out. Done. That's that's bird of prey shit. That's bird of prey shit. That's like you are, you, yes, exactly. That is you are scanning the field for rabbits and i don't like it i mean long toes in general are kind of gross and i'm i mean whatever I, well mm, i got some long toes but i have a gross man body like I, it's not an attractive <laughs> thing that's like, funny like i do i mean they're disgusting i look at my feet and i'm like oh god <laughs> but they're like i look at my feet and i'm like these are hooves that are meant to traverse yeah, me from tra- place to traverse, place you would say difficult terrain at, at minimum yeah Right and very difficult, if not arduous, if mm-hmm. if if called for, with big negatives. But you know, so yeah, I um, I'm not, I don't have a foot fetish. I like nice feet, just like I like nice faces on a woman. Do you know what I'm just, saying? So mm, if your I toes go stop over, there. I stop there. You what? like nice feet, just like you like a nice face. No, like it's a body part. Like if you have gnarly feet, that's a problem. Okay, take care. Of, I'm not. I'm not fucking guys. But not as much of a problem as a gnarly face. I mean, I want no, of course. I want to pin yeah. you I mean, down if on you, that. dude, if you're a fucking troglodyte and you have a model's foot, I'm still out. I'm I'm a shallow scumbag. I'll admit yeah. it. I'm just saying the pack. When people don't take care of certain body parts, it's a giveaway. Do you see what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm I'm getting way off topic here. My point is this: don't let get a bigger shoe. 
Don't be like, I'm only a size whatever shoe and be insecure about your, you know, eight or whatever the fuck you wear, girls. Get a bigger shoe and don't let your toes go over the top of that thing. Don't, they need to be flush. At the, mm, at the minimum. At the minimum. Yeah. That's it. I'm done. Got that. Okay. Okay. So. Well, we've conquered the important ground of this episode, I think. <laughs> I think, I think you're right. Bangs and keeping your toes at the minimum flush with your shoe. If it's an open-toed shoe, of course. All right. So, (laughs) the daughter. She's, um... So, what do we get from this? We learn that he was begging not to go, and then he was like... Then he has a begging to stay, doesn't he? Yeah, basically, they more or less... I I like her take on this. It's actually... It's a decent performance. It's fine, whatever. It's fine. She's fine in this. But the, the concept is relatable. Like, as you're watching it that they they brought him here and she she has this guilt about it like they she brought her father to this place cuz she thought he was getting ready to die he had no awareness of where he was they couldn't take care of him they couldn't afford you know they both work they couldn't afford like a they basically needed a a full-time nurse yeah. and they couldn't provide that and they had to bring him somewhere and she has this guilt about it and i that's a very relatable thing and now mm, <clears throat> he has mentally recovered to such an incredible state and they, you know, she, she's decided that they have to take him home, that no mm-hmm. matter what, it's important that he spends his final years, whatever he has with, with their family. You know, the right. granddaughters won't even, you know, his granddaughters, her daughters won't even visit him mm-hmm. here. And now he will do anything to stay. Like he's, he's fighting. That is not- a great turn. Yes. If only it mattered. Oh, that man. that makes you go whoa! So here's a guy who fought you to come here, and now he's recovering, and he's cognizant. And the tests show that he that his disease somehow is regressing, and he wants to stay. That's creepy Arkham Asylum shit. Yeah, that's that's awesome in and of itself. You might have been able to build an episode around that idea. Yeah, yeah. I if don't know. Was, maybe, dude. Just the astral projection thing. Like maybe. So maybe the whole episode is about astral projection where these guys that have recovered from Alzheimer's in whatever way, whether it's uh, probably not the mushrooms, it's got to be something more interesting than that. Sure. But it's something that happens to them in this place that they're able to do it. (laughs) And one of them goes off the rails. There was like one bad egg, right? That ruins the bunch. And he he goes and astrally rapes nurse fevers. But the rest of them, maybe they're just going fucking bowling. And they're like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're doing all these things that, they, and they're going out dancing. Leo and Dorothy are like, yeah, come on, I'll going, ah, uh, yeah, ballroom dancing, big band music playing. Yeah, come on, baby. And, and, and her so, fucking toes are at minimum. <laughs> <laughs> when she's twirling around doing all right, her triple step, Ryan, easy. <laughs> when she's doing her triple step, she's not fucking. She's not dragging her toes like a fucking ape drags his hand knuckles on the ground. You know what I'm saying? I can't have it. But that's an interesting thing. Like they're living mm-hmm. their best life yeah. in these years at this place. Um, right. But that's but that's not this episode. So let's not that's go episode. too far. We've uh, yeah. And instead, we get uh, this weird chase scene with fucking orderly Upshaw and Stan. Well, and and with Gung, like you said, like it can't. It has to be more interesting than mushrooms, right? Like, what do they do? Like, did Chris Carter go like, hey? Yo, Gung. Uh, that's that's actually not my name, sir. Um, yeah, whatever. 
Uh, what are you guys doing in your Ching Chong Ding Dong restaurants? Is it mushrooms? You know, what the fuck? Mushrooms, is it, huh? What's your name? Uh, Sab yeah. Shimono, sir, and you're being very offensive. Yeah, whatever. You uh, you like the Ching Chong Ding Dongs like mushrooms, right? Like, I'm a fourth-generation American, uh, Chris. Yeah, he's like, I fucking love the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> Uh, season tickets, and I'm an English teacher, asshole. Right, right, right. But you people, like you, you <laughs> right, people, that, you know what I'm trying to say. You're into like you know, like mysticism, yeah, and like plant yeah. drugs and right. shaman, right, 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 absolutely, yeah, okay, right. So I don't know. Yeah, it was kind and, of a instead kind of, we a, get a kind of a goofy way to use gung. Yeah, we get a ghost murder, and you know, again because it's a episode of. TV on Fox, like we need a couple of kind of actiony, kind of exciting moments. And if they don't fit, you kind of got to force them in. So you have like a, a ghost chase and a ghost murder and Mulder failing to save Upshaw. No, I don't think it's Upshaw. I think they find, isn't Upshaw the one they find in the dirt? I believe you're right. Uh, Whatever. One of the orderlies. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Upshaw's fine um, with the dirt, I but believe. we we literally see his fingers being pried Oof. from the gutter. And, that's fucking uh, wild. Yeah, that's wild. And he falls to his death. I was like, dude, Mulder, what are you doing? Like he's gonna get pushed. Gonna get a push. Yeah. But and down he goes. Yeah. But Mulder apparently is not part of the problem, according to mm-hmm. the ghost, maybe, until they want to drown him later. Right. Right. <laughs> It's 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 funny. This um, you know, we we covered Nightmare on Elm Street three as a bonus, and and it's essentially a bunch of a bunch of mental patients. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to say that anymore. <laughs> Is that three more? <laughs> no, that's two, right? Can we say that anymore? Mental patients. Well, yeah, they're mental patients, right? They're patients being treated for their mental conditions. Mental patients. You just can't. And, they and, can't get rights. Yeah, and Freddy's just like fucking icing their asses in the mental institution, so it's kind of cool. But but. It it suffers from a problem that this episode does, and it's the only thing I can think of a horrible thing happening in a in this type of place uh, that I can compare it to from recent memory. And that's the stat. Like, no, there's really no, everyone's like kind of like, yeah, you know, people die around here. <laughs> like, there's nobody coming in, nobody making phone calls, nobody saying what the fuck. You get a guy falling off a roof. You get a guy like a, a chicken beat up. Another guy died. Like, yeah, okay, like, you're going to get your deaths in these homes. That's what happens. But it's just funny. Like, you, you, we have to be like, well, you know, it's fine. Business as. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and here's, here's, and apparently it's that incident that this is the writing flip a switch and now Mulder's interested where he's now like, all right, well, two deaths have happened in the last 24 hours. Stan's been president for both. You're a person of interest. <laughs> so, like, now he's invested in the case. Right. You know, right? Not huh. the rape, not how dying mm. from whatever, but now one of the dirt bags bites it, and he's like, "Oh, what's going on here?" Scully, he, he has a penis. I'm uh, morally compelled to be more interested in this case. He's interested, <laughs> and again, gung every scene, every shot, almost is just like lingering Dude, in the background. It's I like, know. yeah, we get it, we get it. You're gonna, you're gonna bring him Anybody up. Anybody want to question him? I mean, yeah. he's always kind of there. Probably talk to every staff. I mean, that's another thing. Talk to everybody. No, nitpicky. Nah. I'm getting nitpicky. But um, um yeah, I don't we? know. I kind of lost my place here. We get, we get. There's a a scene where, after all this, 
uh, the daughter, Mrs. Phillips, is is talking about getting her dad out of there, talking to Scully. Right. right. And um, we get this interaction with uh, Nurse Chambers and um, is it Chambers or Charters? Charters. Charters. I'm sorry. I keep writing Chambers in my notes. Charters is arguing with Mrs. Dawson, and she's just like an absolute ironclad cunt. And wicked. And the nurse is actually being like the reasonable one. Like we need help. We don't have enough people. Like this isn't like, we're not taking care of these people. Things aren't like Upshaw never showed up. Cause he's in a fucking mushroom bed downstairs. Really good. Uh, leadership uh, line, by the way, nurse charters. How can I handle the whole floor by myself? Miss Dawson. I don't know. I have other things to deal with. Powerful. Okay. Cool. Leadership. Yeah. What are you dealing with exactly? You don't do anything. How about you come help me do rooms? No. You no. you tell me if somebody's having a stroke. That's the only time people come to my office. And I'll do the paperwork. <laughs> um, so then we get more into the ghosty thing, right? Because yeah. we, we get this interaction with Dorothy and Scully. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> shoo, or, shoo. Yeah, she's trying to shoo the ghost from from scully and visually like all right it's not bad the effects are okay i like you know it's jillianus and she's a great actress she has a good reaction where she's kind of just unnerved by the interaction yeah even though she's she a can't, great actress man. yeah she can't see him it's 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 disturbing especially considering everything that's Apparently happened they're all rapers yeah a lot of rapers they're like they're here. sizing scully up like oh i'm gonna strap you down on my bed next <laughs> yeah it's fucked up dude uh and Mulder, who who now gives a shit, is in Grago's office when when yep. the results come in. And yep. toxicology, I believe. Yeah, something about some kind of a- a- ibotenic acid. I yes, think, sir. I think you're right. And Scully, is, as usual, shows up to explain medically what this means. Um, yes, Grego, Grego calls it a kind of poison. Right, but Scully clarifies and says well, yes but in trace amounts it's been known to create um hallucinogens or uh hallucinations, and then i go wrong generation i think these guys i know i know, I know. <laughs> wrong war wrong war um and, and then again again i think this is number four in my notes they're Timely interrupted by somebody running in to tell them they have to go look at something else. And uh, this is uh, Leo's big exhibit. And again, this is cool. This is very cool. It looks dope. I don't know where Shout they got out all to uh, art, Monica Mitsakis Rock, who says she met the guy who played Kincaid in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 um, last weekend. That's so crazy. We were just talking about it. That's so cool. Oh, Shout yeah. out to Monica. Nice. Monica. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm back. I'm here. Oh, I was just talking about Leo's big old mural. Right. Fucking dope. cool looking, man. Yeah. Why does... What, is it Asian, though? No. What? Because Mulder says, is there an Asian here? Oh, no. I put that <laughs> in my notes. Like with What is four, that about? He, do you have an Asian orderly? I... I <laughs> We've got some egg rolls. No, 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 no. Like a human. Oh. Yeah, why? Is that an Asian piece of art? I didn't even consider the mural being a thing. I I looked at it. I I don't see it, though. I think it was just a weird leap he made. He he doesn't say, like, you know, the people of the mushroom. He says, 
he asks about the Asian orderly. Yeah. Like suddenly he's interested in the guy that was always standing in the background of every, this is a leap again. This is bad writing. Goofy like, as shit, man. He's suddenly interested in Gung, even though mm-hmm. there has been zero interaction or indication that he is a person of any interest at all. Right. And then he goes to the basement and this is where he finds Upshaw. Yeah, Upshaw's... By the way, what for, is this place? What is this basement? Fucking, <laughs> I don't know. And Upshaw's Man. fertilizing the mushroom beds. Dude, and if I would Gung not didn't be down, do it, if which I saw I that many mushrooms, I would have a mask on. Like oh. all that fungus down there, I'd be like, wait a minute. I'd be right out of that place. No shit. I would open that door, see the first two trays, and be like, okay. See ya. We got a, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even like portobello mushrooms like on my burger. Yeah, Certainly not walking into that room. Touching them, Mulder? Ugh, I don't mind the doing? shiitake mushroom, though. I like the shiitake. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's playing with the mushroom tips. Yeah, of course, of course, the Asian guys living in the moldy basement, growing, yeah. growing fields of mushrooms. Of course he is. We keep Gung down there. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 and if you believe that Gung isn't the one who murdered Upshaw, which I assume most people would watching this episode. So who killed him? The ghost? Oh yeah, and he's they, fucked. You're going to jail, Gung. Yeah. But they just, the, the ghost killed him and <clears throat> shoved him into the mushroom bed. Why? Because to take revenge, Dean. Got it. Because. 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 They're angry, they're angry spirits, bro. <laughs> well, we get Gung in the next scene being asked questions in front of his employers. Yeah, um, ask questions not in a very aggressive way. Just, <laughs> right, right. You, there was a body in your workspace, buddy? Yeah, you know that secret fucking mushroom uh, growing facility you have in the basement of this building? <laughs> um, <laughs> just have a couple questions about a body. What are you doing, Gun? Trying to recreate the fucking Underdark? <laughs> you, you, you trying to uh, make some mic noise down there? Jesus Christ. Got any hook horrors cruising around down there? <laughs> Some dark elves? God damn, dude. I like yeah. a Ari Salvatore. <laughs> He's my, my favorite author. He, he also from a Massachusetts. <laughs> Fuck, man. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Pretty cool, huh? I like, I the, I like I to be that guy at Comic-Con. Yeah, that'd be sick. I hope I'm right about that. Because now I'm... Now I don't know. So he goes off in this whole rap, right? About, you know, it's not the same in his country. They respect their elders. Here we send them off to die. He's not wrong. I mean, he's got got a good point. It, it is weird how we treat old people in this Danny country. Danny says, uh, exposing the mushrooms ca- that caused the whole thing. That's what the angry spirits are doing. I guess that makes sense, but... Wait, but what? But why bury them down under there where they're never going to be found? Maybe... Wait, wait, wait. He- he says to expose mushrooms that cause the whole thing, maybe. I'm sure he'll clarify since we're talking about his comment, but right. we'll come back to it. It's a stretch. Dan, are you wearing your gi? Karate pants. That sounds like a stretch. Gung's wearing his karate pants because don't they all know karate? I Just think like they, they do. all make mushroom gardens in dark, <laughs> dank basements. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, get, uh, they get over the hole we found a body in your your thing pretty quick and in your garden 
and get right down to like a, oh, we're just interested in how you make this medicine that you're giving the patients. Right. This is what, this is another weird thing about this episode is the, 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 the lack of, the lack of concern for victims is like, okay. Yeah. It's, it's just, it becomes a curiosity from Alder. He never has any concern about the victims. He's just like, <laughs> how do you make those pills? That's groovy. That's really groovy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about microdosing psilocybin and uh, tell me more about these <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> the camera cuts away, cuts back. He's wearing a fucking like a bandana. Hell yeah. was a headband. Hell yeah. Black light. <laughs> oh man, he's going deep. Funny. <clears throat> but uh, I, I guess Gung is... Uh, Tells him something's gone wrong. The spirits says in this the place. Yeah, we speak to the dead with them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's gone wrong. The patients have taken it the wrong way. This place is wrong. The spirits are angry. They've been awakened. They're taking revenge for their mistreatment. So it's the spirits. It's not about the patients. Correct. But it, but it was about the patients before, but now it's not really. This is the biggest problem with this episode is the idea that we are communicating with the dead now. Because this doesn't this exonerate Hal? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, so so goddamn, Charters was raped by... He's a goddamn by, hero know. of the Eastern... <laughs> yeah. the, the European campaign. How dare you speak poorly about Hal Arden? <laughs> Do you know how many Russians Corporal he killed? Hal Arden. <laughs> oh, I thought you were still going with the Nazi piece. <laughs> he killed so many Russian farmers. No, but it's... um, I guess Charters, we know she was still raped but maybe just by a different angry spirit that kind of smelled like him or, or maybe they can play tricks with your olfic tree. Like maybe they can, there's a lot of maybes and that's part of the problem with this whole thing is it doesn't, there's no real, we, we have to make all this shit up to, to, we, we have to fill in pretty big blanks. Now there's interpretations, one thing, and then there's, I can't write your story for you. Right. Right. And they also do an, another character flip-flop like after all this kind of gets exposed through dialogue which is a bit heavy-handed anyway then there's another switch where scully goes right back to being the skeptic right as if she wasn't the one like being deeply invested in like trying to get the bottom of this and and looking for any like implausible reason right now she's making jokes about mushrooms belong on burgers and not like what the fuck you were the one that talked about like (laughs) Could some kind of fungus in this building be causing this? And now you're making jokes about mushrooms on burgers? This is right. This is bad writing. It is. Yeah. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Stan's, Stan's pounding these. Dude, he is pounding. This guy looks like Hendrix in 67. Oh, yeah. So here, <laughs> so what is actually going on? He was probably dead by then, right? So, uh... What what year? I said it looks like Hendricks in sixty seven, but I oh. <laughs> think he I think he died in the late sixties, but I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway. I think he died in the seventies. Anyway. Um so but yeah, what is actually happening? So one of the patients has because what happens here is that Stan takes a bunch of these pills and then mm-hmm. the spirits go fucking bonkers. Mm-hmm. Right? N- nurse Ch- Chambers gets a charters. God damn. Nurse Charters gets attacked again. Mulder is trying to rescue her. They get trapped in this room. I know I'm just kind of hashing over the whole thing. Just, but just do it. It's fine. Here's we're, what's, we're, we've spent enough time. Here's what's <laughs> happening. And 
it's happening because Stan took the pills, but he's not the one actually doing it. It's the spirits. Right. So by taking the pills, you're speaking to the dead. You're allowing the dead to act. So if you don't take the pills, if you don't eat, if somebody doesn't eat mushrooms, the spirits can't interact with the physical realm like that. What the fuck is that? Who knows? Danny writes, the astral projections want revenge to expose mushrooms or brought whole situation about in first place, terrible writing. Especially since in this particular explanation, the situation is old people started to feel better. (laughs) (laughs) And and, (laughs) they, they paint really well. Yeah. It like the, the, so the pills are great for the old people and they, but they awaken the spirits, which can do terrible things because, because Leo can paint well. Then a ghost can rape a girl. (laughs) Oh, now that I'm a spirit, my Pekka works real nice. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. So that's, I don't know if we want to get into it, but that's the whole, the whole finale. This whole thing. We can talk about the physics of the fucking water filling the room. Yeah, that door is going to break. It's definitely not holding. Do you know how much weight that is? That door's coming down. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a fucking boomer. (laughs) 1500 feet below the Atlantic. You know what I mean? That this is not a nuclear ballistic missile sub. I mean, granted, (laughs) hey, it's a cool shot when the door does blast open and the water dumps out in the hall. Uh, It's cool because it's very much a practical effect. And, like, I mean, it's not Jillian Anderson, but those are real stunt people getting swept away. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, But yeah. When Stan dies, by the way, there's nobody there to help him either. There's nobody here for emergencies. Yeah. There's four people in this facility. Stan does die, huh? Our heroes. Yeah, doesn't he? Um, no, 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 no. He just goes back. He's to, just uh, gagging. Yeah, <clears throat> and he okay, ends up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They they hit him with some it's, some some stuff. It's a happy ending. They just all end up back catatonic, deeply. A- unless your name deeply Charters. degraded by Alzheimer's and yeah, rape yes, victims. Exactly. <laughs> Great. I'll be over here with my tearing, and you can be over there with your debilitating and, <laughs> and family-destroying illness. Everybody wins. But isn't that a cool painting? A great mural, though, in the break room. I love the part where he has this really cool, uh, it looks like some sort of, um, I don't know what you call it, a charcoal drawing of a cool, like, like not a schooner, it's a sailboat. And then, and then he's just making, like, you know, three-year-old diddles. Yeah, I'm like cool. Now Leo's done. Once Leo went down, I was like, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> this is brutal. Leo's my guy, and Dorothy's dead inside. I said, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, it, dude, what the fuck episode? <sighs> so, what did you guys do? Can can we bring Gung back in the mushrooms? G- Gung didn't die. Yeah, no. Bring him back. Hire him. Oh, oh, right, right. Maybe Doctor, getting fired, Doctor right? Gung, you mean? Doctor Gung, bring him in. <laughs> yeah, um, probably get mail order lease to handle the mail patients. Just saying. Yeah, uh, and f- <laughs> female order lease to deal with the females. Poor Dorothy yeah. getting pee shoved in her mouth. Right. Um, I'm just gonna leap right into listener comments. I'm into it. Um. Because as I'm talking here, I'm kind of uh, expressing something that was expressed by Carmelita. Uh, ah. Real talk. This episode is a real downer. Straight up depressing. The episode starts with brutal rape 
Uh, some people die, and the final resolution is that all the sad elderly patients get to go back to their lonely days of diminished mental capacity <laughs> in this awful facility. <laughs> if you want to skip this one, who would hold it against us? If you all Indeed. want to skip this one. I have uh, Ruthless Ruth Bales. Some interesting building management priorities <laughs> in this nursing home. <laughs> Apparently it is necessary to have an <laughs> entirely watertight bathroom that a submarine would be proud of, and yet not necessary to have any working elevators in a residence almost entirely comprised of wheelchair-bound individuals. Yeah. Mm. Um, I have a doctor. Congratulations. That's Doctor, show some fucking respect, Daphne, Joy, Ballet. I want to just say that I think you and I should probably get some sort of stipend from her earnings as sure. we were used in one of her papers. Yeah, and or I, I would take an honorary if you've got. I'm fine in, with it. Tell them, tell them, toss a couple of honorary doctorates this way. Oh, yeah, Doctor Dean and Doctor Josh. Are you kidding? <laughs> Welcome back to the Exiles <laughs> Podcast. I'm Doctor Josh. And I'm Dr. Dean. All I can right. tell you, we would not let that go to our heads. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, print out name tags I, and be go so to a Comic-Con. <laughs> Do you mind if I call you Dean? No. No, I mind. I am all I mind. Oh, I mind. Um, uh, congratulations, Stephanie. Seriously, that's a serious accomplishment. Well yeah. done. Round of applause? Let's give her a round of applause. <laughs> Dr. Stephanie Joy-Bolay. All right. First off, this takes place in my college town, so that was a creepy way to start. Worcester. Hmm. She must have gone to fucking Worcester State. She guy. went to fucking Worcester or State, WPI. dodging the heroin. I'm glad that you dodged the heroin train. <laughs> that's that's a that's a bonus. Yeah, I think it just went downhill from there. Sexual assault in the workplace and your employer not yep. believing or supporting you, coupled with the obvious downward spiral of Alzheimer's and dementia, made this a sadder episode than most. The connection between the mu- mushrooms and the spirits still confuses me. Were they projecting their own spirit out of their bodies, or were they summoning deceased residents? Best part was seeing Happy Gilmore's grandmother as a resident, <laughs> but it was depressing to see her revert. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> well, Danielle Kota. We just gonna do two, I guess. Sure. Danielle Kota. I remember really liking this episode. It was dark and angsty, and it didn't give us anything close to happy ending. But for whatever reason, I always rated it really high. Upon a rewatch, though, it definitely has some issues. The assault in particular could not have been handled worse. However, even with its flaws, there's something about the episode that draws me in and makes me want to watch it. While I certainly don't love it, I gotta admit, I kinda like it. Interesting. Um, and Aaron, Aaron Fallon agrees. So, I, I want to throw these lovely ladies a bone on that because there, I feel like there's something compelling to be had here, especially when I start thinking of the possibilities with an Arkham kind of story plot with, with weird things going on. Um, and, and I can understand where their heads are at with this. I, I don't think, I, I, I don't think the needle moved much for me. I think I'm still in a, in a does not like outside of a real compelling closing argument from you, Josh. Um, I, I don't, uh, don't hold your breath, bud. All right. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll let you wrap with this one. I will just say, um, I, yeah, man, it's it's kind of a mess, unfortunately. And I like the idea, you, you and I have talked about this before, 
one of the cool things, one one of the positives about this episode is that we we basically stay in one place. That's always an interesting X Files to me. We keep like the the issue is in the building, in the place, in the isolation of it all. I mean, they're not really isolated, but they they that that part of it was something that I thought, okay, this has promise. This is what I mean when I say the Arkham angle, like, ooh, we have a place. Creepy, right? I like the idea of this. Um, but sadly, it just kind of didn't work for me. And um, I didn't remember this episode too much, which which there's probably reason for that. And um, sadly, because of the one anchor, there's always an anchor in a sea of doubt when it comes to X-Files, and that anchor is Mulder and Scully. And when when that's shaky at best, if the plot's not there, even if it's a good plot and the characters are acting shittily, you're going to have an issue. Like that that's kind of a thing too. You know, great shows suffer from that. There are a couple of Game of Thrones episodes where you're like, the plot's really cool, but these characters aren't doing what they normally would do. So I'm kind of bummed about it, right? That's, in other words, characters mean a lot. It, character behavior means a lot. And if your plot's not there and then the characters are acting completely unnatural to what they've been established thus far in the series, you have a mountain to climb. And um, I don't think I got enough from this episode to to ascend the mountain. I don't know what this metaphor is, but I'm done. And uh, I don't like it, sadly. Josh? Yeah, I am kind of right there with you. I I think this is probably my least favorite so far season two. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it's the worst. The other ones that would come to mind, Red Museum is not great, three, nope. but nope. both of them have more... Something to latch on to. Yes, that's right. it. I mean, what, what you said before. Um, the character inconsistency is a huge thing. When you when you do a podcast where you spend an hour and a half talking about yeah. a 45-minute episode yeah. Yeah. Um, week after week, uh, like we do... You know, like those little things really just, they creep up and it, it's hard to avoid. I spent a lot of time thinking about that while I was taking the notes and being like, what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. And then, yeah, I'm just kind of parroting you at this point, but the plot doesn't really add up, I, I think. But I also don't, I don't really fault people that kind of like it because there's definitely little hooks to, to jump on. And I think right. as, as... And that's I a measure been, of taste, right? Yep, and I've been guilty of saying before, there is a interesting episode in here. The astral projection thing, this creepy old facility. Um, where these Just imagine a creepy evil old man. That's, that's, that's really creepy, man. That's, it's yeah. like a creepy kid. But, they're, but unfortunately, they're not really creepy right, old men. Right. They're disgusting, vile, like <clears throat> wrinkly fucking sacks of shit. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's not like a exactly. genuine, genuinely creepy like scary. It's just like a disgusting fucking gross Correct. thing. Wrinkled up dude. Um so I think um I think it's a don't like and I think that's our first mutual don't like of season two, if I'm not mm. correct. Um yeah, kind of kind of a bummer, but but you know, whatever. Not the worst thing in the world. Right. And as as Carmelita in the chat says, twenty plus a season, you're gonna get a you're gonna get an outlier. Oh yeah. I mean if this is if this is as bad as X-Files gets, you know, Correct. That, that just goes to show what a great show it is. For sure, man. Um, so next time on the pod, 
We're going to be talking about season two, episode 12, Josh, Aubrey. Aubrey. And I've been Aubrey. waiting. I've been waiting to hear from one sub host because I thought this might be one <clears> that she would pique her interest at, but uh, we'll have to keep keep the old listeners waiting. She's, um, she has, she sees the smoke signals. She just has, has yet to commit. So yeah. don't hey. expect her on Aubrey, but, um, Terry O'Quinn, man. Oh Terry yeah. O'Quinn. He kicks That's ass. Right. Yes. Remember he gets blown up by the vending machine in the movie? <laughs> oh yeah crazy dude <laughs> yes that's a cool uh that's a great part of that movie yeah and if you if you guys do want um jessica of the uh science fiction film podcast and the game of thrones podcast tweet at her i'm sure she never ever looks at it she doesn't yeah cool it's the most ineffective strategy yeah don't yeah don't bother um, um but she she's she's gonna join us for her. she's gonna find an episode she really digs and she'll she'll jump on it Groovy. And um, that's it, dude. No matter so, what, Dr. Dean and myself, <laughs> Dr. Josh, will be back to talk about uh, Aubrey in just a couple weeks. Indeed. All right. You guys have a wonderful evening, Josh. Send us off. In excess is Yikes. Yikes.